If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and we're starting today with a bit of music from Nemours associate Marianne Douglas. For the last three and a half years, Marianne Douglas has been a respiratory therapist in the pediatric intensive care unit at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. But she hasn't always been in health care. She spent a year singing with Opera Orlando, and then, well, I'll let her tell you the rest. I was a performer at Walt Disney World for uh, 14 years before that. Why the switch? Why the switch? Um, I was a pediatric patient myself uh, when I was younger. I was a very, very sick kid. We really didn't plan on making it past my 13th birthday. When I was discharged from the hospital, they basically said, enjoy your Christmas, remember it, and love your family. And and that's, gosh, 26 years ago. So um, when I made it past Disney in about year 10, 11, I went, I've got to give back more. I loved performing, but I felt like I was destined to do something greater with my life. And a lot of it had to do with the doctors that I met as a pediatric patient. Would it have been here at Nemours? Uh, ironically enough, it wasn't, but the doctor involved in my care was Dr. David Bailey. He just retired. He was a CEO, for those of you who may not know, but yeah, he was the CEO of Nemours. And um, when I decided to go back to school, I sent him a letter and went, hey, I'm not sure if you remember me. Uh, it was a long time ago, but I wanted you to know that I'm alive and I wanted to give back the way that he gave so much to me. So you specifically wanted to go into healthcare and yes. be in pediatrics. Yes. How did you end up as a respiratory therapist? Um, well, I don't do blood very well. I always say I'm a belly button up kind of person. I can handle boogers and snot, uh, but the, the belly button down stuff kind of bothers me a lot. Uh, and the blood draws not so much. Boogers and snot. Boogers I and snot. Love it. That's, that's me. <laughs> so talk about how different it is from your performing days. Those who know me well would say that, wow, there's there's not much difference. I'm kind of the same person that I was when I was at Walt Disney World. But you know that kids are not happy to be at the hospital. So it's a change in how your audience is because kids are scared, parents are scared, and you have to to give them comfort in some way. And so performing and bringing that background, I think, has been pretty beneficial because there's clucking like chickens and, and singing songs and performing for those kids so they can forget for those five minutes that they're maybe going through a blood draw or maybe dealing with things that are terrifying. Is there a patient that you remember? Oh, in, my gosh. Well, well, 
that yeah. you, that inspires you specifically yes. um, without going into great detail because going of into great detail because of things. Um, she was on our Nemours website. Um, she was a patient that we had in our PICU for over 361 days, I believe. Um, she was on a vent and she had a trach and we, I, I called her a little baby butterball and uh, we would play that dinosaur song from the dinosaurs, the not the mama, that one. And it was this, I'm the baby dinosaur song. And thinking outside the box of what I brought is whenever she would have these fits and would start to desat and her, you know, things would get tenuous. Um, I would play this stupid dinosaur song and like magic, she would calm down and it got to the laughing point in picky where these doctors would say, just get the dinosaur song. Don't bother getting it, get the dinosaur song. And it just showed that me thinking outside the box bringing what I had at Disney to here was a way to help this patient and know that, wow, okay, I can make a difference. And now uh, I've seen updates and she is phenomenal, not just surviving, she is thriving and it's, it's awe-inspiring. I'm tearing up because to know that I, uh, I came from a, a very challenging childhood with the health and having amazing parents and seeing this little girl with amazing supportive family and knowing that, yeah, she's probably gone through some hard things and her life may not always be easy, but the smiles that I'm getting a chance to see from the, the pictures that they send, it's, it's just amazing. What's your um, favorite part of the work? <sighs> I think my favorite part of the job is knowing that I'm alive and that I'm able to be there for the patients like everybody was for me. And it's such a fulfilling thing to feel like after searching for so long for meaning and purpose that I found it in the simplest thing in, in suctioning a patient's nose and in holding their hand and being there for the families and that I can't really say what my favorite thing is because it's so much bigger it's just to know that I've, I was lost. I felt like I was lost and I found my way back. And uh, it's just humbling. It's, this place is always humbling. When I walk in the door and I go, thank you. Thank you to the doctors, to my family, to God, that I, I found my way back. And I, it's a gift. It really is. Marianne Douglas is a respiratory therapist in the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. Not everyone has direct, hands-on patient contact like Marianne, yet associates feel a tie to the Nemours mission no matter what their role is. Dora Jeffers is a great example. For 19 years, she's been a Medicaid claims rep based at the Jacksonville Home Office. Her motivation to do over and above for so many years? The kids, of course, and the daily medical miracles, both large and small, performed by her fellow associates with support in the background from her team and so many others. I know that for me, I think when I'm looking at the uh, advertisements of the children that get the cochlear implant, and watch the faces of the parents as well as the child when they can hear for the very first time. 
I always cry as well as smile because it's just, I, I couldn't imagine. I've had children of my own and grandchildren, and I just couldn't imagine facing that. And I just think it's so awesome that we can do something like that. So do you kind of keep that forefront of your mind as you work? I do. I do. I've seen so many miracles that the doctors have done, and, and I've had my own grandchildren that I've had to take to Nemours. And it never ceases to amaze me how much they seem to care for each and every child. And when they say they treat the child as their own, they really do. And you, you feel a comfort in knowing, okay, this is my child, but they're going to treat it just like I would treat it. A main part of Dora's job is working with insurance companies to resolve medical claims. Though it's challenging, she knows that she is lifting a burden from the shoulders of both parents and clinicians so they can concentrate on the health of the child. And she's happy to carry that burden so they don't have to. I love the challenge. A lot of people say it's repetitious and it's the same thing over and over And as far as the issues go, it is, but it's a challenge to cause you to push yourself to try a little bit harder to get everything straightened out and not have to go to the parents, but to get the claims paid without having to to worry the family because they got enough to worry about. How do you feel when you know maybe you're not working directly with that family or that patient or on that patient, but you have a role in that? I feel great that I can in some way contribute to helping the more that we can do, the more it frees the doctors and the doctor staff up to do what they need to do. So if we can deal with the stuff behind the scenes so that they can spend more time one-on-one with the families and, and the patients, then I feel like that we've done a great job because that parent is not having to worry about bills. That parent's not having to worry about whether or not we're going to have to contact them about something. I know that we contribute. We make a big contribution. And the money that we bring in not only pays their bills, it also helps us be able to put money aside so that the doctors can have the research they need to do even more the next go around. So ultimately benefiting children, everybody. everybody. Talk about the team you work with. Well, of course, I'm prejudiced, but I think we have the best team anywhere. Here I find that almost every team, but especially ours, works together. We share uh, information we get across the board, so we're very good about keeping each other on the team advised of any changes in billing or any changes in the way we need to do things or rules for individual payers. We also have a very good um, sense of support for each other to encourage each other when things get a little rough and a little tense out there. And they're very good at that. You don't see that, you know, why don't you shape up, you know, it's the way it is. We know that there's going to be bad days out there. There's going to be days when you've had a stressful day dealing with insurance companies or dealing with an irate parent. And we're very good, very, very good at at communicating with each other. And it helps that our supervisor backs us 100%. She is always got our back, always willing to go that extra mile if we can't figure something out to help us to get to the answers we need to work through the issues. And she never gives up on us. And it makes us want to work that much harder. Do you want to give us her name? Aubrey Matus. She always goes back and checks her emails for any issues, or she checks the huddle board for any issues that have not been resolved. 
and sends regular emails to say, you know, do you have any updates for us? Is there something we can do to expedite this to get it fixed? And she'll walk around and ask us, you know, is there any way she can help us? Uh, she has a very open-door policy. If you just are stressed and want to go in there and just talk, it's not going to go any further. You can get it off your chest and just uh, go back out and pick up where you left off being the rep you need to be. <laughs> it's just awesome to see. It's like a, a great big family. Dora Jeffers is a Medicaid claims rep for Delaware and New Jersey, based at the Jacksonville Home Office. Dragon Up Hill Jug is a talent acquisition partner based in the Jacksonville Home Office. Her path to Nemours begins far away in both time and place. Bosnia in the 1980s. As a child, I was a very sick child. Everything started when I was five years old, and that was my first, actually, stay at hospital. I stayed for two weeks. I remember my parents left me in a hospital, and uh, a nurse took me to a huge white room. It was uh, 15 metal beds in it, and there were uh, 14 other um, ladies and women, different age. I was the only child there. I was five. There was just the white walls, metal beds, um, toys were not allowed, there was no TV. It was a very stressful and scary time for me, to say at least. They had very strict uh, visiting hours. Uh, it was uh, once a day, Monday to Friday, for an hour, and it would be only uh, one parent was allowed to come in. So my mom would come in once a day to see me, and I remember being so excited to see her, but so sad to see her leave. So really, from my from the age of five to nine, I spent a lot of times, I, I would say months, in a hospital like that, and that kind of put that fear. Uh, into me of the hospitals and the doctors and anything like that. I really would get physically ill just driving by hospital because I was just so afraid that my parents will take me again to the doctors. So fast forwarding all of that to 2002 when my husband and I moved to the United States and uh, we got our son. He was born in December, perfectly healthy and normal baby boy. But uh, a couple of weeks later, he got sick. And uh, his pediatrician told us that we have to take him to Nemours to see specialists. And really, that all just brought back all those memories of me staying in a hospital as a child. And I did not want my kid to, to go through the same thing. With the help of my husband, I kind of finally agreed to take him to see a specialist in the Morris. And um, that was kind of everything like a dream for me from the moment we walked in to the clinic and to the time when we talked to the doctor. And I don't remember much of it, but I remember when he said he actually, I guess he saw on my face that I was very scared. And, and just to say, we barely spoke English, my husband and I, and we were just lost in all of that. And I remember doctor actually uh, squeezing my hand and saying, he's going to be fine. You're doing a great job, mom. He's going to be fine. You can take your, your little boy and you can go home. And from that moment, I kind of finally opened my eyes and I looked around myself and I could not believe how everybody was so just nice and understanding and patient with us, really. 
and uh, we were walking out, and I can still see that uh, we were walking out of the clinic, and uh, because that was the December, and we walked through the lobby, and everything was so decorated, like a Christmas times, and there was the lights, and everything was so cheerful, and everything looked so beautiful to me, so amazing that. I remember looking around and I looked at my husband and I said, my gosh, what an amazing place this is. I, I just want to work here. And I can say from that moment on, my mission was to uh, finish school, go back to college and get the job in the Moors. And uh, that's exactly what happened. It took me a little longer because, you know, I had to first take uh, classes for English of speakers of other languages and then finished the college, which I did, and graduate. And, um, yeah, and I applied for internship in the Moors, uh, got accepted, and um, I was lucky enough that uh, they offered me a job, and I'm still here, and I love it every day of my work. To be part of this organization, it's just, uh, it's, it's, to me, it is, it is so amazing, really. Talk to me a little bit about the people that you work with. You're in HR. Talent acquisition is is what you're going into. Talk about your teammates. I'm part of such a small but amazing team. Uh, Now we're HR operations, so there's uh, four of us, uh, two in Delaware, one in Orlando, and me here in Jacksonville. We're a small but mighty team. Uh, We support each other, and we are just, uh, I would say, more like uh, sisters than uh, teammates. I really love, respect the ladies that work in my team and the work that I put in every day. I think that they go above and beyond of their job description every single day, and that is just amazing. When I applied for an internship in the Moors, I uh, met with the most amazing person ever. It's Miss Mary McCormack. She used to be a director of volunteering services at the clinic downtown. And um, she told me, um, she said, if you love what you do, and if you do it great every day, people will notice and they will appreciate. And that is 100% true, really. Dragon Up Hill Jug is a talent acquisition partner based at the Jacksonville Home Office. And by the way, Dragon's son is now a healthy 16 and a half year old young man. That's it for this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Have a story you want to share? Feedback on the podcast? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. Music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts, and occasionally from associates like Marianne Douglas. Till next time, I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us for the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. 